Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity. I'm Ellie Stuhler. Joining us in conversation today from the pod at White City Place, Yinka Elori and Robin Chada. Yinka is a London-based designer. He specializes in creating beautiful upcycled furniture inspired by traditional Nigerian parables and the African fabrics that surrounded him as a child. His decision to reuse discarded furniture and other found objects is a protest against the unnecessary waste in European and West African consumer cultures. Robin started his career on Wall Street, and after a slight detour working for fashion brands, he now works as chief marketing officer at the Amsterdam-based hotel group Citizen M, a string of mid-range hotels you'll find in Glasgow, New York, Taipei, and beyond. He also opened his own bar and restaurant in Amsterdam called Rain. The two first met in September when Yinka first opened a colorful playground in front of one of Citizen M's three London hotels during the London Design Festival. On the agenda, what Nigeria and India have in common when it comes to design, and why it's so rare for adults to think about play, something both agree we need to do more of. Citizen M was always engaging with artists, with designers. It's a part of our DNA. We opened our first hotel in Amsterdam all the way back in 2008. And since then, I've been working with uh, lots of different artists on special commissions, either on the exterior facades of our buildings, also on the interior, in the, in the lobby, in the public spaces. So it's really part of the, um, let's say, the, the DNA in, of, of Citizen M. It's also important, I think, art brings communities together. It doesn't matter what your background is, where you come from, what your state in society is, that you know you can appreciate art. And that could be a Van Gogh, that could be uh, an Inca Lori, it could be a Julian Opie. So that's why we put that into our experience, so to say. And uh, London Design Festival, I think we've been, this is the third or fourth year in a row that we've been collaborating with them, mainly with our bank side property. But now that we have shortage open, we thought it's time to do something bigger uh, and to do something really that the whole public could see. So not only if you were to enter the hotel, but also in the front of the hotel. So um, that's when our Cameron PR agency and uh, Birgit uh, contacted Inca and uh, mm-hmm. came up with this idea. So uh, yeah, it's really yeah. cool to see it actually uh, come to life now. So my project for um, the name is Estate Playground. Basically, it looks at my childhood in North London. I grew up on a council estate um, with about sort of 70 people um, living in this estate. So we had people from Turkey, people from Ghana, Nigeria. Pretty much every nationality was in this estate. And what was nice about living there was that, you know, we were one big family, one big community. We always played together. You know, there was nothing, no one cared about how much money they had or, you know, what race they were or what religion they were from. It was just about community and loving each other. And I kind of feel that that's kind of lost now in society now where it's, things are a bit more different now. So we're sort of trying to, you know, define or trying to say, you know, my religion is better than your religion or I'm richer or, you know, all, all these sort of negative things happening. But I feel like where I lived growing up in North London, it was about humanity and loving each other. And I wanted to, you know, recreate that experience of love and the idea of playing, whether you're 50 or 10 or 5, whatever, you know, like we can all play, you know, and everybody can play. And I think playing should be free. And for me, the playground wasn't the best playground. It was quite a raw, sort of, sort of brutal playground. And it was, you know, like the council didn't really care about the playground. It was just like done and done. And that was it. And like, see you later, you've got what you wanted. But this is our budget and this is it. And it was kind of like left for us to sort of, you know, like mend it ourselves. But 
that didn't stop us from loving our playground. We loved it because it meant something to us as a community. So when I proposed my project to Citizen M, they loved it. And I was happy because, one, they didn't compromise in terms of the design. They kind of left me to, you know, be creative and tell my story my own way. Um, and for me, that's really important. I don't want to sort of saturate my story to, I don't know, to, to kind of please people or maybe somehow sort of downturn it. It was just it was real as possible. Um, and that was great. And for me, the playground is a reflection of how I saw my playground growing up and what it meant to me. And I saw that playground in Islington where I lived as I saw it as gold because it meant a lot to me. And I mean, you kind of grew up with the, the playground. So for me, it was retelling that story of my playground, but through my eyes. And I always say, you know, only you can tell your story yourself because you've seen this, you, you've experienced it yourself. So no one can kind of tell you what you've seen or what it means to me is really important. So yeah, it's called Estate Playground. And uh, it's basically my um, my sort of uh, vision of what I my playground meant to me and how I saw it every day. Is the original playground still there? It is still there, yeah, still there. yeah, yeah. Because I, well, I live in West, I live actually just over there, okay. which is quite funny, so I'm going to cycle home. Um, so when I do go go by there on the bus, you know, it's changed a little bit, but I kind of prefer the old one, because I remember my favourite toy was this, well, equipment was this elephant that was on a spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I remember I was on this little red it's elephant. No, it's not there anymore, no. I don't know why it's not there, but uh, they've got like, like slides and, and, and swings and other things, oh. but yeah. Well, I, I saw it for the first time this morning. I just arrived last night and it uh, looks amazing. It's Thank colorful, you. it's vibrant, it's fun. And it also brings me a bit back to, I guess, my childhood a little bit as well. I, mean, yeah. I didn't have, I was a skateboarder, like I told you just now, yeah. in, the, in the car <laughs> right over here, but I was always outside. And uh, even now, I just saw a few of these benches out here and uh, I was like, hey, this could be a nice place for a grind <laughs> or for a little kickflip. So I think the, the child in you always remains. So uh, I was very happy to see the finished product, you know, and it's yeah. going to be there for a week. A week, yeah. 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 And we're already trying to think what should we do with the playground afterwards, right? Because it's a beautiful installation, colorful. So we actually had a little idea on the way over here to maybe, you know, auction off the playground and then take the proceeds and, you know, give it to a school who might need an actual yeah. playground, something like that. Brilliant. Yeah. Got a few schools in mind, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. quite hard to, to propose a project on a computer, but having it in real life is you kind of worried that will it look the same as the render? Yeah. But yeah, I'm really pleased with the whole sort of process. And the how long did it fun. take to put the whole thing together? Actually, how long did it take to like create two, it? Two days with like wind and rain. Two days. <laughs> but did you build it first in the <laughs> like studio? These panels and like the wind's blowing us. Um, <laughs> yeah, build it all in the studio and then yeah. installed it for like two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. We could build more playgrounds. Then. <laughs> 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 I'm staying actually now in a different hotel because all the citizen hotels are full, which is a luxury problem. <laughs> but uh, I, won't ma- I won't mention the name of the hotel that I'm staying in, but it's uh, high design. It's, uh, it's really beautifully done, but it is a bit minimal and it's definitely not colorful. It's very dark. I arrived last night and I stayed there and I was in the room and I was kind of trying to figure out you know, how the room works and where the bathroom is and where the light switches are. And this morning I ran over to Citizen, of course, for the press breakfast and to meet Inca and everybody. And uh, it was like a breath of fresh air, actually. So it shows me, you know, that color and, let's say, vibrancy and art and styling. And it's part of the whole experience. And that's so important, I think, in today's society because I don't really want to be stuck in this place, which is, you know, really... I love contemporary design. I love, you know, modern design. I love minimalism, but not in a hotel or not at least for where I'm living. So uh, I found it really strange actually to come to Citizen this morning and really feel like kind of like this space and this you know this opportunity to kind of breathe so uh, that's uh, that's yeah. how I felt this morning yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me because my parents are Nigerian and uh, 
like color is such a you know a huge part of our culture from like the there's you know the Swiss Royalties from Zurich and from like Dubai and the jewelry is always like it's so expensive but you know it's for them it's about being seen and being heard because that's our culture so we want to sort of show off you know our expensive Swiss laces and patterns and colors and then you know I was sort of you know born in London so having those two cultures for me was amazing because I sort of had to sort of I don't know I could in, you know interween those two both cultures together and for me. The best way to project, you know, my love for my culture is through colour. And I think for me, when you look at colour, one of the first thing you do is you smile. You know, I think being happy, you know, and, and being comfortable, I think, are two things that go well together. And I think for me, you know, the sort of being able to project colour on the entrance of Citizen M was, for me, was incredible because basically not only did I get to tell my story, people could share, you know, they, they could share this experience with me together, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my background because I'm half Indian half Dutch, and I have an American education, as you can hear from my accent. So I actually grew up also with three cultures. Yeah? And then, uh, when all my uh, friends, of course, were going and doing, you know, the Dutch sports, so they were playing hockey, I was playing hockey, but I was also playing basketball, I was also playing cricket. <laughs> I was watching three different kinds of movies, I was listening to three different kinds of music, I was having three different kinds of food. So yeah, I understand, but I also came from a fashion family where the only color was black. <laughs> that was like the standard color. So, uh, but I, I see your point of view, of course, as well. And it reminds me, of, do, you have, do you know this brand called Flisco? Yeah, I love Flisco, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know that's a Dutch company. Yeah, 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 yeah. some of it is actually used on the, on the exhibition, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they, they are the, it's really weird. It's a, it's a Dutch company who exports African prints to Africa. Really funny. And they're yeah. huge. And they have really cool collaborations as well. So it's full of color, full of vibrancy. Yeah. So. But what's funny with Velisco is that their market's predominantly sort of West African market, but people think it's actually made in Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, it's actually yeah. from, you know, it's from Velisco. Um, and it's, you know, it's from Holland. Yeah, so it's really, <laughs> that, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why we started this hotel brand is that we didn't see there was something that was consistent in the world of hotels, which offered value, uh, contemporary style, and that was really accessible. You know, So we saw that there were a lot of different design hotels, which were designed by the different designers around the world, but they didn't really think about the experience. They didn't really think about, you know, is this value for money? Is it, they didn't think about, is this somewhere where I could really feel comfortable? So that's a little bit how that started. And then if you look at the experience of Citizen M, yeah, we have huge public spaces, which are very colorful, we team up with great furniture designers, great architects, interior designers. We have a lot of art. We have a lot of styling going on. It's kind of curated chaos is what I call it because it's very colorful. It's very kind of quirky. Sometimes it's a bit kitsch. And all these kind of cabinets that we have in our hotels are supposed to emulate someone's, uh, let's say, home who's very well-traveled. So sometimes you pick up a beautiful book, but sometimes you also pick up that really cheesy Eiffel Tower mm -hmm. or that you know Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So that's a little bit what comes back into the, the lobbies of the, of the hotels. And when you combine that with, you know, like genuine service and, you know, a nice cup of coffee or a nice cocktail, then that really comes to life. And then we add music, we add fragrance to the experience. And in fact, all of our rooms, we only have one type of room at Citizen M. The thought process was, how much time do you really spend in your bedroom at home? Yeah, Active time is not much. I might read a book and maybe watch a little TV, but I'm sleeping there. I'm living in my living room and in my kitchen. So that's the kind of experience we try to recreate. So everyone's equal at Citizen M. You get one type of room. <laughs> there's no suite. There's no junior suite, presidential suite, or double room. And you live downstairs in the common area, which we call the living room, and which is very colorful, very vibrant. You know, It's also fun. It's not too serious of a place, so we have a lot of fun things. You have a little gnome, you know, sticking up his middle finger, which you'll find hiding in every corner. Even the pillows are, you know, like old uh, cartoons or old, uh, you know, like art renderings on there. 
not too serious of a place, is what I'm trying mm. to say. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely got that when I have sort of visited with the first time with Doreen. Yeah. Because there are a few hotels in London that are a bit pretentious and mm. people kind of make it feel like that way, like, you know, I, I don't know. And I think with sitting there, you walk in there, you, you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, you feel colourful, it's really colourful and you just feel relaxed. And I think with my um, project with, you know, with Estate Playground, it kind of links really well. Yeah. And that's what I was, I was looking for, the idea of community, sort of, you know, the idea of belonging. I think for me, it's something I've always felt was really important to my practice because mm-hmm. we all want to feel like we belong to something, whether it's a family or whether it's a, you know, a community or a job, whatever it is. And I feel like with, with my ex- exhibition, people will always feel there's, there's some link to or some connection to my installation yeah. and feel like, okay, all oh, that cease reminds me because when we had the press breakfast today, it's everyone said, oh, I feel like I belong to this to mm-hmm. this playground. It reminds me of my, my childhood. Yeah. And that's what I love about the idea of, you know, of, of just of using colour. Colour yeah. color makes you remember so many things when you were a kid. That's just yeah. really powerful that colour can do that, you know? And everyone has a memory of a playground, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I still remember... Yeah. There was this playground where I grew up. It was this huge slide, or at least I remember it being huge. And I was always scared to go off the slide. And recently I drove by it. It was still there. And the slide looked tiny. I'm like, why was I so scared of the slide? Because <laughs> things are, of course, a much different yeah. perspective when you're, you know, three years old. Yeah. Yeah. So it is quite funny. It brings back a lot of memories. You're listening to Thought Starters with emerging designer Yinka Elori and Chief Marketing Officer of Citizen M Hotels, Robin Chada. I think a lot of people will probably think that this installation in front of the hotel now is permanent or that it was always mm-hmm. there. Because it actually does fit perfectly in there. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. I mean, the last few days we had it sort of closed off and it was really funny having like adults come to me like, oh, is this, can we come in and play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, But I want to play now. I was like, oh, well, come, come today. You can play all day. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then just just seeing like adults be like, be like big kids, you know, like I think yeah. we forget we can play and, and still be like, I don't know, like be 10 again. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. yeah. I'm almost 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like London's such a, you know, a, a huge place and there's different cultures different nationalities and it would be nice that was reflected you know in design because there is so much narrative you can tell you know with in design during LDF Um, and I think for me what's nice about here is that there's someone out there like me who you know who's from Nigeria or from India and has you know that has a British heritage and I think their outcome will be different from my outcome because they've seen things different they've been to India they've been you know they, they see things differently so that aspect I think maybe not I think maybe it's changing a little bit in terms of like culture being you know, in, sort of incorporated into design it's, it's getting better but I think there's a lot more we, we could do in terms of you know it, it, I know just it, so that it reflects the melting pot of you know of, of London um, yeah that, that would be more yeah, I think colour's always been influential in design I, I just came back from the Vitra Design Museum in Basel and they have one new building there which is they call it the Church of Chairs so there's you know, in that installation there's about 400 chairs and underneath they have, I think, over 17,000 chairs. Almost every single chair that's ever been made is in this space. And it's weird because when you first see the, the original chairs, of course, wood-carved chairs, but very quickly they start adding color, they start adding fabric. And from, I'm not sure the, the exact dates, but I think the last, you know, I would say 60, 70 years, most furniture has incorporated some kind of color. And, of course, you have certain designers who are more, you know, monotone or more, you know, neutral. But, I mean, if you, even the collection today... And a lot of the collections that we have in the hotels are quite colorful. And uh, that's also part of their stamp. It's part of their signature. That, you know, Vitra is very colorful and it's very timeless 
you know, it's contemporary but timeless. So it's interesting that you say that your work is also very colorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would say this year has been, I think, in terms of people, how people use color, it's been the best year for like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, I mean, we, Camille, Lala, you know, you got who else? You got uh, more like Myerscoff as well. They just, for me, like queens of color. And, and, you know, I think it's just been a really good year for design, I think, especially like this LDF, like, because I think the last few years, it was, for me, I kind of felt like, LDF got quite the same, like every year the same chair, the same black chair, white chair, yeah. same sort of grey <laughs> installation. But yeah. this last year and this year has been it's been amazing. Like yeah. so much colour and it's just like I think it's the way forward. Yeah. You, you see know? it in fashion as well, huh? <laughs> Revival of the eighties. <laughs> you see the, the latest Gucci collection, for example. Yeah, My God, yeah. so colourful. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think that it comes in waves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be that people are just fed up. They want to have something a little more cheerful, maybe more colorful. That's the only thing I could think of, at least from a yeah. from a cultural point of view or a macro point of view. But I think maybe it's more to do with like with how it makes people feel, you know? Because I always feel like you know when I'm wearing like colorful clothes, I was I was saying when, growing up as a kid, if we went to like an Nigerian party in like in East London, everyone wore color. Yeah. If you wore black to this party, you'd be like. Are you okay? Are you sick? Yeah. You're right. But, but no, I mean, you're not too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, it was always like, you know, colour, that was the, and it, the language was colourful. Everything was just colourful. So, and people feel happier, happiest when they're around around colour. So, yeah, I think that's probably What's what your it is. colour? Gosh, you'd have to be pink, you know. Pink, yeah. Yeah. I love this pink, yeah. Yeah, this That's good pink. <laughs> For me, I, I love learning, and I love learning, you know, uh, new cultures, new ways of thinking, new ways of designing. So when uh, got, I got approached by Sabine for this project with Restoration Station, for me it was perfect because growing up I always wanted to give back to my community. But when you're like eight or nine, you can't do much. You haven't got a job. You haven't. You, know, you just see all these things happening around you, and you've got friends who have, you know, had a tough time in this sort of social system of like police and crime and everything. You sort of see. They're trying to sort of, you know, change their life around and do positive things, but society won't allow them to because they just have this sort of stigma and this sort of, you know, like they have this, uh, it's on their CRB, so they can't even get any work. So working with Restoration Station and sort of having this project where it was working with ex-addicts who were now volunteers, you know, in the shop and sort of giving them my skills and working with them for like four weeks was amazing. And just sort of seeing how they interpret colour and how it makes them feel was really, really powerful because they they were so used to using like black and, and white and colours that were quite safe and not that didn't sort of, you know, allow them to express, you know, sort of how they were feeling. But for this project, we used like, you know, sort of pretty much like pinks and reds and pretty much every colour in the rainbow. So that was really good though. And also just being part of something that's really positive and giving back, you know, for me was amazing. Um, and also with Citizen Them, just what they stand for as well, I think is also really incredible. And just, again, having the opportunity to, to, I don't know, to express my creativity, again, just the way I want to do it. Um, and no one's sort of saying, oh, we're not sure about that, that doesn't work out, because it tends to happen. You sort of get a commission and they try to sort of like tell you, you can't do that, you can't do that, and you can do this. And okay, what can I do? You know, yeah. you know, with a hotel, it's like sometimes it can be become quite commercial and it's just like it might be like a PR stunt. But this was like really a real project, you know, from the heart. And um, it allowed me to, you know, do something that I actually really believed in and wanted yeah. to pursue. So that was pretty yeah, I think that's also our stance on collaborations or even uh, commissioned works. I think we want to give the artist free reign. We say this is the canvas you have and that could be a wall inside of the hotel. That could be the facade. That could be an area in front of the hotel and then of course we listen to what is the idea and then uh, we come up with the together with the artist on you know what the initial design should be 
And uh, in the past, uh, this worked out very well. And I think we always try to use also local artists. So we try to work with them and collaborate with them first on our buildings because I think it's good to give them a platform also to say, hey, let's showcase our, our work. So in Bankside, we work with Mark Titchener, for example. In Tower of London, we work with Julian Opie. But we work with also a lot of different artists in the, in the different countries where we are. And we try to see collaborate with art, of course. I think art, design, fashion, and music, these are important industries for us to collaborate with. Because I think our customers are also living within those, uh, those areas. So it just brings it closer to home. Well, I think we've, we've done a lot of things in the past. Talk maybe about this uh, collaboration in a bit. I think you're better to talk about that mm-hmm. than I am. But we, we did something for, uh, we have a hotel in Glasgow, for example, and we're right next to the Glasgow School of Art. Uh, and the year, uh, I think it was three years ago, that uh, their main campus burned down. So uh, it was very sad because all the students had lost their final work. And we went to Glasgow and they had managed to salvage one piece. Uh, I think they had one piece per student and then they auctioned those off in order to you know, rebuild the school. So we said, let's do something more. So when, when Photo London launched in the first edition, we said, let's bring some of these students. Uh, let's do a competition for them. It was a photo competition. I think it was around the, the theme of space. And uh, we brought the three winners to London. We did a full tour of Photo London with them. We did an exhibition of their work inside of the hotel. We didn't, there was no commercial aspect to it because we didn't sell any of the works. We gave them prize money and we opened up the National Archives for them, which they could go and take a look at. So it was really trying to give back. So that's what we like to do. And I think in this case, I think it's much bigger because of course this is all, you know, remembrance of your childhood and yeah. it's, uh, it's a much bigger idea. But that's, those are the kind of things that we like to get involved with. Another idea would be, I'm trying to think of any other collaborations which are really, well, we did Photo London last year where we actually had different influencers. We gave them uh, an Impossible Project camera. We said, please shoot the city. And uh, so they did that. And then again, we did an exhibition in one of our hotels with showcasing all of their different work. We had uh, access to the Photo London Fair for all of our hotel guests. So we prepaid those tickets. We partnered up with them so people could go and experience you know, the fair. So it's also about giving back to our customers, but also giving back to the artists. So it's not really for commercial goals. As short as it sounds, like be true to yourself. If you feel like if, if you believe in something and you feel like this is you know your sort of DNA and this is your culture and you want to you know sort of you know translate into your work, then you should definitely sort of, you know go down that path. Because I think for me, when I first started out doing my degree, I wasn't I didn't have to incorporate my heritage into my into my work. And I think for me, it was through color that I found sort of. Uh, I know that that love of of storytelling, and through uh, words of wisdom, these parables. My parents told me they're like uh, words of wisdom, so they're called Nigerian parables. So using, I, I like to use words in my work, uh, color and and sort of uh, Dutch rights prints. So I think yeah, for me it would be just uh, just keep it, you know, just just be real to you know to, to your design work and and your and your heritage. And if you want to tell your own story, then you, you should. I think that's, that that for me that's the most powerful thing. So your own narrative. Because you've got you've the other one that's seen it for your own eyes, so yeah, I agree. And stick to what you believe in and what your signature is. Yeah, yeah. When we started with the hotel, people told us, "No, you shouldn't do this. You can't mm-hmm. do that. That's never been done before. That's impossible." And we just stuck to our guns. We said, "No, we are going to do this. We are going to do self check in. We are going to do this small one type of room." Because people thought we were crazy. <laughs> and if we wouldn't have stuck to our guns, so to say, then we would have ended up with something completely different, mm-hmm. which would have just maybe been a mundane product and just like any other hotel. Yeah. But it was very tough. It's very tough to, you know, stay course, yeah. even though everyone's telling you no. And I think the same would be for young artists, you know, or young creatives. Yeah, if you've found 
your, let's say, your signature, stick to it. Mm -hmm. If you really believe in it, that'll propel you forward. But everyone will tell you, no, do this or do that, mm -hmm. or this is a better way of doing it, or this is better, but that's not always the case. But it's very difficult not to get influenced by those that feedback. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's true. You have to find your own <laughs> way. <laughs> that was emerging designer Yinka Ilori and chief marketing officer of Citizen M Hotels, Robin Chada. This has been Thought Starters, recorded at the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a DNN Co. project for White City Place, produced by David Michon, recorded by Claire Urban, and edited by Claire Crofton. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com, on Twitter or Instagram at whitecityplace, or shoot us an email at podcast at whitecityplace.com. And subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes, Acast, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps. Thought Starters.